everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, today was day two of training camp for the Broncos. The team held another acclimation practice, and we heard from running back Javante Williams and defensive tackle DJ Jones. All that and more coming up. The Denver Broncos held another acclimation practice here at the Centura Health Training Center for day two of training camp. Friday will be the team's first open practice to the fans. And today we heard from running back Javante Williams for the first time since he suffered his knee injury back in October. He detailed his return. I just believe in higher power. I believe in God. And uh, I was just praying the whole time, trusting in him, believing in him, and I'm back. I feel like the biggest part is just being mentally, mentally uh, focused and strong, having confidence. And every day that I come out and practice and I'm planting, um, once I start practice, it's like I just forget about it. I'm just out there running again. So, I mean, that's a huge confidence for me, confidence boost for me. And um, just every every day, I'm going to just keep going 1%, 1% every day. Chance. Plus, Javante discussed what the hardest part of his rehab was. I say like the first two months when I couldn't really move my knee at all. I had to learn how to bend it again, learn how to walk, things like that. Having people do everything for me because I'm really independent. Like I like doing everything on my own. Um, my parents had to come out here and stay with me for like two months. I couldn't do nothing. They was having to do everything for me. I think that was the hardest part. Javante has been cleared for contact and said his confidence is at an all-time high. I can't wait. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to see what he's going to do. Defensive tackle DJ Jones also spoke to the media today. He said he's excited and feels blessed to be back out on the field with his teammates. He was asked about the team's playoff hopes this season. I think what we're doing is working every day, uh, stacking bricks, chopping wood, whatever you want to say, and um, – and let the chips fall where they may. I, mean, I think I think the work's going to speak for itself. Relentless is the word he used to describe the defense's attitude this season. And DJ talked about what it's been like working with head coach Sean Payton. It's exciting. Um, I've always been a fan of his from a distance. Just knowing he's a player's coach. Um, just playing him over the years. Seeing how they, how the Saints thrived. Um, how they played. And um, I'm excited. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer, Eric Delala. Eric, day two of practices are over. Overall, what do you think today? A good day. Another good day. Another acclimation ramp up right. type practice, Sid. Um, the real thing starts here on Friday. So excited to see kind of the change there. Yeah. But, but the tempo was still good. Good pace. Um, you know, it, it was about 90 minutes worth of work. I think you saw um, some good things from the guys. You know, Pat Sertan, he's always going to make plays. He mm -hmm. was doing that on Thursday. Uh, some good offense uh, in kind of both from the run and passing game standpoint. So there, there are some encouraging signs. It's really early, so I don't want to get uh, too far into that. But, yeah, it seems like they're working hard. It seems like um, the, the focus is right here. Eric, it seemed like the big news coming out of today was Javante Williams. You know, it was the first time we'd heard from him since he suffered his knee injury back in October, and he's cleared for contact. You know, not sure if he's going to play in the preseason or not yet. That'll be up to the coaches, but it was so good to hear from him. You can tell how much he really missed this game and how excited he is to be back out there. Yeah, he missed it. He wants to hit people again. Yeah, um, I love it. You're used to a, a running back trying to avoid getting hit. We know right. Javante's the type of guy that's going to lower his shoulder mm -hmm. and go after people. Go he, said, he said he was ready. He said he can't wait for that. With a um, big smile on his big, face. Big, big <laughs> smile on his face. Um, like you said, we don't know if he's going to play in the preseason yet, but right. a really good sign that he avoided PUP, um, that he's cleared for contact. He was running hard. We saw a couple times on Thursday, had had some nice uh, velocity. He said 
after practice that he's running at the same speed he was before the injury. He's right. hitting his personal bests mm-hmm. in the weight room. Um, and he, he said it was a few months ago that he realized, hey, I might be back sooner than people thought because mm-hmm. said when this injury happened, there were some people that said he might not be back at all until 2024. Right. And so the fact that he, you know, as training camp is starting, seems on track to, to be ready to play, that's a great sign. Obviously, a long way to go. They're going to manage him. Um, but, yeah, he's he's very excited to be back. Um, talked about how nice it is to to be able to cut and, and that once he's out there, kind of the mental um, – the I don't want to call it fear, but just that thought about your knee, it goes away. Mm -hmm. He's just playing football again. It sometimes takes guys a long time to get to that point. So the fact that he's there already, it's a really good sign. And uh, I can't wait to see him back out there. Yeah, definitely, Eric. I mean, that mental hurdle is probably the hardest part of recovering from an injury. Definitely. And it was great to hear, you know, Javante say, you talk about the recovery time. It was supposed to be over a year, Yep. you know, before he was able to get back. It's only been what, nine, 10 months. And, you know, he's already cleared and, you know, he thanked a lot of his teammates for that one guy in specific, Tim Patrick. I mean, he, you know, suffered a similar injury earlier in the season. And just to be able to watch him go out there, you know, jump, run around, you know, do different things with his brace on, with his brace off, you know, helped him trust his knee in this process. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, having Tim kind of be that leader there for Javante, yeah. obviously an older guy that can show you what you need to uh, need to be doing. And mm-hmm. you know, said it's unfortunate the Broncos have had a lot of guys recover from this injury yeah. in recent years. I mean, you it's think true. back to, to Cortland Sutton, um, obviously Aaron Patrick's also recovering from this injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of guys, unfortunately, have torn ACLs here. Um, but I think back to Bradley Chubb when he was here. Right. And so there's no shortage of guys to go around that can speak to what it takes to recover from this injury. And whenever mm-hmm. you have somebody, you know, KJ Hamler, for example, whenever you have somebody that's been through it before can point you kind of in the right direction or here's what you can expect or this this part's going to be a little bit tough and it's going to seem like it gets better here. Right. Um, those things are important and being able to rely on guys, you know, like a Tim Patrick, like an Aaron Patrick. Um, you know, Javante talked about his parents coming out here and helping him out. Yeah. Uh, those are all things that help you get through what can, I'm sure, be a really isolating and, and difficult process. Definitely. Another thing I thought that was interesting today, Eric, is, you know, we heard Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy back in the offseason talk about, you know, watching film on Michael Thomas and Javante Williams said he did the same thing with Alvin Kamara. And he went back and said he watched every single one of his games from his rookie season to now, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I wonder if is this player driven? Is this coaches saying, hey, right. here'd be a good person to watch? Is it some sort of mix? Because mm-hmm. we've now seen, like you mentioned, said at least three players go back to New Orleans Right. And say, let me see how Sean Payton used these guys in his offense. Let me study those players. Um, Alvin Kamara, obviously a heck of a player. Javante, right. probably a little bit more physical of a back. You think of Alvin Kamara as a guy that, you know, gets outside, maybe catches the ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. and, and makes people miss. And not that he doesn't have that physical element, but you know, Javante watching him is intriguing because I do think he's shown the ability, especially in the screen game, to, to catch the ball out of the backfield, mm-hmm. um, get ahead of steam and get going. So, um, any little, uh, you know, element helps here, right? I mean, Absolutely. the margins are so thin. And so if Javante can find a little something by studying Alvin Kamara or it helps him know the playbook a little bit better, I'm all for it. And uh, yeah. it's been kind of a cool storyline that several different guys have done that. Yeah, it definitely has. You know, another thing, I think when you look at training camp, one position group that you know fans are really going to have their eye out for and eye on is the offensive line. 
And I know, you know, we haven't had a padded practice yet. It'll probably be a few days until we see that and see how physical they can be. But we heard from DJ Jones today. We heard Javante Williams talk about how excited they are to see that group in action here. Yeah, should be, you know, knock on wood here that yeah. they stay healthy. There's a, some good depth, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, you got to always work to develop that. But on right. paper, you know, when you look at Mike McGlinchey, uh, to Quinn Miners, to Lloyd Cushenberry, to Ben Powers, to Garrett Bowles. That, that's a good group. That's a good yeah. five. Um, you've got two tackles that can be, I think, up there with the elite tackle duos in the NFL. Um, you know it's hard to succeed when you don't have those two guys, your bookends, both in the run game and the pass game. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the interior of the offensive line, we've seen that, I think, become more important in recent years as Definitely. teams, you know, Chris Jones over in Kansas City, right. rushing up the middle, Aaron Donald out in L.A., I mean, those are guys that can wreck games. And so you've got to have those guards, that center that can that can stand up to that sort of pressure. And it's easier said than done. But you're right. We heard D.J. Jones say that uh, he's excited about that that core there with yeah. Miners, Powers, and Cushenberry. Mm-hmm. He's excited to see what they do to defensive lines. And um, listen, said we talk a lot about Russell Wilson and what is he going to look like this year? The offensive line is a major part of that. And hundred percent. And uh, they have to be much better for this team to get to where they want to go. And so, um, yeah, when the, when the pads go on, which we've, we've still got a few days mm-hmm. here, but when, when the pad goes, pads go on, people will be watching carefully to see what does this offensive line look like? Yeah, absolutely. One thing to note, Mike McGinchy was not at practice today. Um, he was out for a personal reason. Yep. yep. Not injury related. Not injury related. Exactly. Last but not least, Eric, um, in other news, linebacker Randy Gratishar and coaches Dan Reeves and Mike Shanahan, they're advancing on to, you know, the next stage in consideration for the Pro Football Hall of Fame for next yep. year, 2024. Yep. 2024, we know DeMarcus is going here yep. into the class of 2023 very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't need to tell people how deserving yeah. Randy Gratishar, uh, Dan Reeves, and Mike Shanahan are of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a number of different reasons that they deserve to be in there. Um, The next steps now, so there's 12 coaches slash contributors left, 12 seniors, uh, former players. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what will happen next is they'll narrow down the coaches and contributors to just one uh, candidate for to be nominated, and then that person will be voted on. uh, You know, around the Super Bowl is typically how they've done this um, to go into uh, the class of 2024. So they'll pick one coach slash contributor, up to three seniors uh, semifinalists. So you'd think maybe Randy Gratishar is a little bit higher of a chance just from an odds perspective, Mm -hmm. but we know Dan Reeves and Mike Shanahan are both very deserving candidates as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see any of those guys go in. I know certainly uh, Mike Shanahan went in the ring of fame recently. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that I I think the momentum has started to build for him. Um, It feels like, you know, you talk to uh, Peter King, it's a matter of when, not if he's going to go in. Um, but Dan Reeves, Randy Gratish are very deserving as well. So mm-hmm. said, I hope at least one of them uh, gets the Fingers nod crossed. here this year. Yep. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Well, Eric, appreciate you joining on the show today. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Sid. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network in YouTube tomorrow for the team's first open practice. See you all then.